0: And welcome to the program UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at Nevada's UFO sightings and encounters. That's correct. Nevada's UFO Sightings and Encounters. Now, this story comes to us from PVTimes.com. An actual papers, Prump Valley Times. Looks like it's written by Taylor Lane, January 17th, 2023. It starts off as says: Nevada has long had a fascination with the extraterrestrial that goes beyond the Area 51 conspiracies. Since a flying saucer sighting in Roswell, New Mexico, sparked the nation's UFO craze in 1947, thousands of sightings have been reported across the country over the past 75 years, including the Silver State. Then it goes on and says, Here's a list of the weirdest UFO sightings reported in Nevada from the Review Journal's print archives. November 15, 1957. NLV woman scared by bright light. Just 10 years after the Roswell incident, a North Las Vegas woman reported seeing a UFO near McCarran Field, now Harry Reid International Airport. The woman, Mary Tidwell, said she did not believe the object which made a whirring noise over her house could have been an airplane or jet. Now, it sounds like it was hovering over her house, and that would just completely rule out that it was an airplane or a jet. Two pilots from different airlines also reported seeing a lighted object, but Civil Aeronautics Authority tower controller said nothing unusual. Could be observed. Well, they weren't in the air looking at it. Ralph Clawkins, a CAA tower controller at the airport, note that's an appeal to authority even back then, told the R.J. There's probably an explanation for whatever it was they, the two airline pilots, saw. For they are competent pilots, and when pilots report, and when any pilot reports he's seen something, you can't, you can be sure he isn't imagining something. Calkins suspected the UFO was a reflection from Las Vegas' neon lights. Now, we have two people put in charge of two separate airliners, you know, responsible for dozens, if not 100, 200 people's lives. And we're being told, even back in 1957, that, well, I'm sure they saw something, but, yeah, it was probably the lights. I think these guys would have known what the Vegas lights looked like, as they were pilots. June 18th, 1959... Flying saucers, best bet is dying meteor. A year after the last flying saucer sighting, more reports of a flying saucer rolled in. Both Nellis Air Force Base and McCarran Field told the RJ that the object was most likely a meteor that burned up before reaching the Earth. That's pretty common. Meteors and saucers look an awful lot alike. The initial sighting touched off a wave of succeeding reports of UFOs, which authorities generally blame on mass hysteria. Yeah, that's common. People are certainly massively hysterical. The RJ reported that the only people disappointed by the meteor explanation explanation were avid science fiction readers and UFO purveyors. Apparently conspiracy theorists hadn't entered the lexicon at that point. A tourist also reported seeing a UFO, but then tourists see lots of things, the RJ concluded. Well, no. That just shows you how shoddy the reporting was even back then. I mean they couldn't they couldn't explain this thing. Splying saucer that was obviously seen. So, what they had to do was just try to deperson the people that saw it. We talked about this the other day about how depersoning somebody, taking away uh, their humanness, so you know, calling them names, making them seem as though they're incompetent, or maybe they have mental health issues. It's obviously trying to deperson the eyewitness. But at the same time, don't forget if these same people would have saw somebody rob a liquor store, they're going to put that guy in prison for couple of decades. Now it goes on and says, November 20th, 1959, Saucer search fizzles. A second UFO sighting confused Nevadans in 1959 when a pilot at McCarran Field radioed the air control tower with reports of a UFO. The RJ Space Specialist, a now defunct role, John Romero, interviewed Ed Miller, a McCarran air controlman who reported seeing something that was red, black, and orange, all colors. The UFO turned out to be 30 balloons from the now-closed Mint Hotel and Casino that got loose and landed in a family's trees to the delight of their young children. Wow. I mean, just the total lack of respect for these reports. It's crazy. September 28, 1960. Flying saucers are prettier these days, at least around Las Vegas. RG columnist Pauline Wellington reported in the We Heard column, which typically announced weddings and birthday parties, reported a UFO sighting from a Las Vegas woman who saw a fluorescent emerald green object around 3 a.m. The woman, Mrs. Ivan Decker, said she saw the object for a few seconds as it traveled quickly across the sky. It definitely wasn't an airplane, Decker said. It was going twice as fast as a plane, and it had light rays around it with a long tail. It was as big as the moon. She saw a large ship. The object wasn't never identified, but Walton wrote for all those questioning the newsworthiness of the column we heard would rather believe and be right than not believe and be wrong. Well, this must have been somebody who social standing was a little too high for them to deperson. It goes on it says October twenty first, nineteen seventy three, Reno officer sees UFO. Now this is problematic when a police officer sees a UFO because a police officer is supposed to be any Pretty much an unimpingeable witness. If he says he saw you do something, that's as good as gold as far as a judge is concerned. So when these guys see a UFO, it's a little harder to deperson them. More than a decade after the nearly UFO frenzy days, Reno Police Sergeant Harold Thompson reported seeing a UFO near Sparks with his wife. The RG's report says the couple saw a mysterious light around midnight. Several other Sparks residents reported the UFO to police and said the object emitted reddish I think these things could probably be a lot more detailed descriptions, and I'm not sure if it's that the witnesses are afraid to describe them, or if the uh, paper is so biased that it's just not reporting it. It says, uh, couple says UFO sighting near Las Vegas killed dog. June 11th, 1978, couple says UFO sighting near Vegas killed dog. A couple driving on U.S. Highway 93, just 35 miles north of Las Vegas, reported seeing a UFO with a bluish tint. Ray Thomas, who saw the UFO with his wife Kathy, said it was some type of aircraft. Large, round, it had a dome or blister on top of it. It was sitting on three tripod-type legs. It looked as though it was made out of brushed aluminum because of the bright light. It was hard to see everything. Wow. Some type of aircraft. Large, round... It had a dome or blister on top of it, so I can imagine that. It was sitting on three little tripod-type legs. So I'm assuming those are three individual little tripod-type legs. It looked as though it was made out of brushed aluminum because of the bright light. It was hard to see everything. Thomas said the object made no noise, left the couple with a tingling sensation, and made their watches go haywire. So all the sorts of things we've heard before with these encounters. After watching the object for about 20 minutes, the couple finished their drive back to Las Vegas and called Nettles Air Force Base to ask if the Air Force was testing any aircraft in the area, which it denied. I'm sorry, I know it was 1978, but that seems like about the dumbest thing you could possibly do. (laughs) About 24 hours after the couple's encounter, their dog, which was in the car during the encounter, died. Thomas said the dog had been to the vet just three weeks prior and no issues with the dog were found. Now, some people might be reluctant to connect those two things, but remember, we we did that podcast, uh, what, a week or two ago, um, about the experiments that were and the testing, whether that was done in Stanford, where they had tested, I don't know, I think it was over 100 government employees, pilots and such, who had had encounters or sightings with UFOs, and all the ones that they had found that had, had brain damage done. They said it looked, on the x-ray, it was, uh, what it would look like if somebody had uh, uh, MS—that sort of um, fibrous uh, buildup on the nerves or whatever. Now this is concerning, but it's not really—it doesn't seem to be getting any press. December 24, 1989. Something's going on at Nelson, but what? Many Nelson residents reported seeing a flying saucer for several years in and around El Dorado Canyon in the late 80s, according to Nelson resident Jack Jackson. Jackson said some residents attributed the sighting to the magnetic pull of the canyon or to the tectonic movement of the mountains. Maybe they've got a base there. Marguerite Knickerbocker, who was considered Nelson's matriarch at the time, suggested Nelson's residents should be more welcome, welcoming to the possible extraterrestrials and even offer them an invitation to dinner. <laughs> Quote, my advice to my friends in this community is to invite them in, feed them, and don't try to shoot them like some people have done. Knickerbocker said some of the other Nelsites had even seen aliens inside the saucers. This is strange. We have these cases. And, you know, I even spoke one time in the podcast about uh, a relative of mine, one of his old co workers, who's passed away now, claimed that they got talking one day and he said, yeah, he'd saw one land in his yard and he could see through the windows and he could see, like, little men inside of it. It just seems to be a a common occurrence with these things. It Obviously, they want to be seen. It says they said they were little people with things on their back like antenna and pointed dog-like faces. UFO sightings in the area ranged from a saucer hovering above a residence outhouse to abducting residents by Nelson's Landing. That's serious. Even so-called geologists that visited the area weren't safe from speculation. One man told... Jackass he was a geologist but later changed his story and said he worked for the air force. Jackass was skeptical. Quite weird. I thought this one fellow acted strange. You know, that could have been an alien acting as a, you know, trying to blend in with the crowd. I'd almost believe that more than I would believe that it was a, a federal agent. I thought this one fellow acted kind of strange, Jaxus said. He pretended to be interested in collected rock samples. Then I saw him head off in the direction all the UFOs had gone, climbing up hills of nothing but bentonite clay. Resident John Firestone said, One reason why Nelson residents might report so many UFO sightings is because of the amount of time... Residents spent outdoors. Yeah, sure. Still, despite the many UFO sightings, many Nelsonites said they were afraid to report sightings in fear of the government's reaction. And how can you blame them? I mean, who wants to be depersoned? I don't want them reading this in the paper, one 85-year-old resident said, but I thoroughly believe they're out there, alien beings. And I believe in what I saw. While the RJ today does not see as many UFO reports, the paper has reported on the legacies UFO conspiracy theorist, Art Bell. You know, I've been trying to give this author a break all the way through this article, but it, pretty clearly, they're in the debunking, non-believing crowd. And Art's, Art Bell was an entertainer, okay? Founder of Prump's Coast to Coast Radio Broadcast, UFO researcher Bob Lazar. I don't know if Bob is a researcher as much he is, as he is a reported experiencer who alleged he worked on reverse engineering spacecraft at a top secret facility near Area 51 and then it says uh, Facebook organized raids on Area 51 a search of alien life and SpaceX rockets mistaken for aliens that have kept in the spirit a UFO frenzy in Nevada alive yeah they've got a bunch of highlighted stuff here they're trying to promote some of the articles they've done Uh, And I don't like that when they dump in stuff like the Area 51 uh, meetup they had a few years ago, uh, or even uh, space rockets mistaken for aliens. This has got nothing to do uh, with sightings that happened back in the 50s and 60s. Overall, though, not too bad of an article. It does bring some facts out, which we can all appreciate. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out. (music)